0: I'm Stephen Jack Butella.
1: And I'm Jill DeWitt, and this is The Land Academy Show. This
0: is episode number 1989, and today we are talking about why we never buy property that's for sale, like property on the MLS or anywhere else. A little, late, a little later in the episode, we talk about why focusing on one single area to buy and sell land really works. Works for us, actually.
1: You no, know, it's funny. Every now and then, we'll... Um someone will be on the, uh, our weekly member call and maybe it's even a guest or something, I don't know, they're just, and they'll bring up a property and they're like, oh, and here's the listing and I got it for this. And our immediate reaction is, oh, nope, out, oh, sorry. Someone got there first, you know? And, and then my other thing is too, I don't know, we'll talk more about it, but if, if I have to say, look everyone, if it's not selling right now, what do you think is going to be different here? There's some there's something wrong. And we'll we'll discuss it more. Sometimes you can solve that stuff, but my initial reaction is nope.
0: <laughs> this is a very, very important topic. Yeah. Um, here's a little spoiler to- uh, topical, you know, alert. 80% of this business is, it happens long before Joe gets the phone call from the seller. Hmm. You know, so yeah, it's a lot easier just to go on the MLS on Realtor.com or Zillow and say, I think that's undervalued. I'm going to try to buy it for cheaper. You're just missing the whole entire point. But How you're right. How much harder is that? Every Thursday. Yeah. You're, you're, you're setting yourself up. To, there's if I did If I said it's 2024 <laughs> and my new business model is to make offers on property that's for sale. Wow. I would be out of business by June.
1: Well, you'd be working 10 times harder than you are right now. Mm-hmm holy cow that would be Buying funny. for sale property this is it land academy 2024 stop mailing just pick up the phone and call everything listed <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what I don't, we need to stop talking about I that we both have so much to say
1: i know okay we'll get to that this is good <laughs>
0: Each week on the show, we answer questions from the Land Academy member Discord forum. We review land acquisitions from our weekly member uh, webinars and we take a deep dive into two land related topics, usually by popular requests. Jill, let's take a look at this question.
1: Okay, so Dan wrote, I found a stash of signed purchase agreements I set aside from two years ago and I never acted on them. Since I've learned so much since then, I now feel comfortable doing the deals. I started calling to see if the people still wanted to sell. The first lady I called said she received several other offers, some even higher than my offer, but I'm the first person to actually call her back. So the deal is on after two years. Isn't that amazing?
0: If I was... uh... I love it. I honestly think we should read this again, but I'm not gonna put the listeners through it or Jill through
1: dance, it. Dan's Dan's from Krupa
0: That's how yeah, that's how important this is. Mm-hmm. This is a lady for two years has mm-hmm. been receiving offers on her land. Probably been signing them and sending them back. Mm-hmm. This is the first time he called her that anyone has called her back. Yep. Including Dan two years ago mm-hmm. when she signed it. Yeah. So what's the takeaway from this? If you're a corporate salesperson who's undervalued, every corporate salesperson I've ever met is undervalued. Remember the story about you and when I met Jill, oh yeah, she had a corporate sales job. I did, and so and she worked from home. This is a lot of years ago, more than a decade ago, a lot more. Yeah. And I'm listening and watching her, and then so around the fifteenth of every month, she say, "I hit my numbers, we're good," or maybe sometimes even like the tenth of the month. And so i'm going to kind of sandbag and chill out and whatever you want to do for the rest of the month i'm paraphrasing True. we can go do it and so i'm just sitting around and i had this light bulb moment like first let's calculate how much money jill's making for these people that sure. she works with and it's it was staggering It was hundreds of thousands of dollars a month and then the second light bulb moment i had which was weeks later was well what if we bought and sold land this way and here we are and so every corporate per salesperson I've ever known, including most really good real estate agents, aren't getting paid, you know, what they're worth. A really good sure. real estate agent makes a hundred to two hundred thousand. I don't, I don't mean the smash it out of the park ones. I mean a good one, mm-hmm. one or two hundred thousand uh, dollars a year. You know, I'm not afraid to tell you, Jill makes that, you know, yeah. a little bit more than that every month. Yeah. So you are undervalued if you're in corporate sales. Think about buying and selling land. Dan's a perfect example here. Mm-hmm. A very good example. He's, he's probably more of a jack. We know Dan because of career path. Mm-hmm. Probably more of a jack than he is a Jill. And I guess he's calling people back there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Today's first topic, why we never buy property that's for sale. Jill's dying to talk about this.
1: Somebody got there first. There's an agent involved now and a commission involved and it's all messed up. <laughs> how about that
0: it's they're making a mess it is and
1: and sometimes too it's like it could be so much of a mess now there's a because if they listed it all wrong let's just say it's a great property but this agent has listed it wrong the pictures stink and it shows you know 297 days on market with 42 views You know and one save now it's got a negative stigma attached to it too like they have really unfortunately made a mess so sometimes sometimes you can undo that mess but i choose not to i'd rather buy the property next door from the lady who got my offer and we're ready to go
0: they have this little video that's been playing in my head it's a very short video maybe like 30 or 40 seconds that's been playing in my head for many decades and, it, and it's the scene where somebody receives an offer that I sent and uh, there's a, it's in a stack of mail on a, like a Formica countertop from 1958 in their kitchen and either the husband or the wife are going through the letters or whatever's in the mail, you know, like everybody when you get the mail. There's a big, huge junk mail pile and there's a, a pile on the, on the left side with five or six actual things that you need to look at. And one of them is our letter because you can't tell what it is. So they open the letter and it says, I'd like to buy a property for $32,321 and 14 cents. You know, the property that you've never going to use again in your entire life and probably shouldn't have bought in the first place or you inherited. Oh yeah, that one. I forgot we own that. I wonder who's mm-hmm. been paying the taxes. One of the spouses goes to the other one and says, we should sell that property in Nevada because we live in Massachusetts. And then they both have the little look at each other, and a light bulb goes off. We can take that cruise. Wait a minute. (laughs) Someone's gonna pay $35,000 for that piece of property. That is the moment that the deal starts. Right. They decided it, not us. When people list their property, they decide because of like 23 things that happen or their sister-in-law just became a licensed agent or some weird stuff that doesn't matter to us as buyers they decide they're going to list their property on the mls and they're and that's when their problems start we're solving uh that little reel that i just uh, described we're solving that problem really quickly and efficiently the other way they're deciding we created that decision process or instigated that decision-making process instead of the other way around with, with the real estate agent way. True. Our way is better, especially if one or both of them are savvy and they call back and say, you know, uh, uh, I love the idea of selling the property. We talked about it, uh, but I probably need a, a, a different price. And that's that's where Jill takes over and creates, she creates her own real estate deal. She doesn't, if we called on the MLS on a piece of property, we're just dealing and managing somebody else's real estate deal that's probably from the beginning, not rooted in uh, in data or any of the stuff that we actually are good at. Mm-hmm. It's rooted in emotion and geez, just go out on Zillow mm-hmm. or on realtor.com and look at the way property's listed and the lack of care and, and mm-hmm. just, uh, just the general, um, <sighs> I don't know what the right word is but it's not professionalism.
1: Yeah. Now I will say this like I'm looking on the MLS when I'm picking a broker though. Cuz why don't buy property? That's on the MLS. I sure do sell property. Because
0: it, it's your deal
1: now. On the MLS exactly. And Jill knows now I, now I do own deals. It, I control it. So mm-hmm. so I'm out there looking for brokers and areas that I'm, you know, working property and things. So, and I can, you can see like, like Steven just said, you know, some of these listings are terrible. I don't even know where the property is. Great. I just see a big picture of a field. Is the whole field mine? Look where the woods start. Is that mine too? I don't know. There's no outline. There's no care. Oh, I hate photos like from, you know, I feel bad for people too, by the way. I've seen so many things on the MLS that that people have really tried to find a good agent, and list their property, and it's someone driving by on a cell phone, and they use those photos in the listing. I'm like, really? How about how about even the exterior? We don't even know what the you know like maybe it's a house. I've seen house listings where they don't even picture. We don't show any exterior or a bathroom or this. Hmm, little 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 bit concerning. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Let
0: me tell you an anecdotal story about buying property that's already for sale and why you shouldn't do it Jill and I uh, made friends with recently somebody who's very successful in commercial real estate and much older than us and he asked me what we do and of course I go down the path of this is what we do we buy and sell land and he's like oh my god that's awful and I said no it's really profitable and here's why we uh, we look at data from a certain zip code or a certain area we already know who owns every single property. We send them an offer, and, and we sift through the offers. and, and uh,
1: Pick the ones we like.
0: Exactly. And I said, well, how do you do it? And he said, well, I only buy commercial real estate that's been on the market for less than 14 days. So when it says on the, that listing, oh. if it's more, if it's 15 days, we don't look at it. If it's a year and a half, we certainly don't look at it. Huh. That's it. He's still buying for sale properties. So then I said, and this is... Maybe not completely sober, Steve, talking back then. (laughs) Then I said, well, what if, you know, just for fun, you identified all the properties that are within your acquisition criteria. These are commercial properties now with tenants in them. And we sent a mailer out to all the people who own the buildings. and, uh, And we offered a certain amount that we calculated that we know is a little bit below market. But what we're trying to do is separate the people who really want to sell it uh, for circumstances not for money and his first response was this well then the people in this is a very wealthy person by the way then the people who would get the offer would be the tenants because you're sending it right to the building and that's when I stopped
1: oh he didn't understand that
0: he didn't oh. understand that you sent it to where the
1: he not, doesn't understand cytos and, and tax address. and
0: tax address. Oh. This is a very, very wealthy, very established wow. real estate person.
1: That's interesting.
0: That you know, Jill and I know socially.
1: Wow.
0: So I, I could have gone on and said, no, no, wait a second. You're and 10, it years to ago, the owner. Have, ten years ago, I would have. Ten years ago, I'd have explained what the difference between the address and uh, assessor address is. Mm-hmm. You without success, by the way. Where the tax bills go? Because the tax bills don't go to the tenant. Because let's say this person and everybody else who's Let's say this person died, actually died. with well, their mind was open enough to digest that concept, it's very foreign to people. You know, we had the same exact conversation with a bunch of, of very successful business people who didn't understand this concept. So, please, this is the takeaway from this: we are creating this real estate deal. True. Joe likes to say we got there first, but yep. the fact is. It's that light bulb moment in the Formica table kitchen where two people have where they say, I do wanna sell this property and and I don't wanna go through all the hassles of it. So I'm gonna call Jill and we're gonna get, and Jill's gonna make him fall in love with her and we're gonna get the deal done. So we're creating the real estate deal. We're not reacting to someone else's freaking real estate deal. Mm -hmm. When is it better to react to a situation Versus be proactive about it oh, and create it, and manage it yourself. Yeah, never. You should never buy for sale property, and never. Uh, I would go so far as to say I would never even if somebody called me, and this is how we used to do it with the when I started in real estate. If somebody called me with an off-market deal, air quotes. That's just as bad because they that they already had that the light bulb moment happened. Right. Private equity groups have cut their teeth for a million years on off-market deals. When you really think about it, uh, before the MLS and before real estate uh, agents, every deal was off-market, you know? So when people are sitting around saying, it's really harder to find deals now, yeah. The prevalence of of the MLS online made it harder. There's multiple, if you look back in time, real estate agents before you even got licensed, they weren't even real estate agents. They were just busybodies. This is when they added real value. Real estate agents, before they were agents, was some busybody. Maybe it was the mayor of a town. And and they heard that Sally Smith, uh, who, whose husband just died, wants to sell the ranch. And the guy uh, who just sold all of his cattle has got a bunch of money. So let's put these people together. Maybe I'll take a small fee. Uh, the guy who sold his cattle is going to buy the ranch and... And on and on and on. So that's real value. I would argue we provide amazing value, you know, versus a real estate agent is just getting in the way. They're standing, sometimes physically standing in the way of a buyer and a seller in their land and, and grasping at everything to keep a deal together. That probably should have never been priced that way in the first place, uh, and and two years go by because it's overpriced and it's not. The pictures weren't taken right. This happens all the time. Thank you. If I sound angry about it, I am.
1: I know. <laughs> I just let you go. <laughs> let's let's take a look at one of our favorite <laughs> land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday closed member webinar. So we're doing which is this deal. Canal County, Arizona, we have four properties, five, five acres each. Um, so 20 total for 73,000. I already have an opinion.
0: So acreage, let's go through it. There are five acres each. That's mm-hmm. good. Everybody loves five acre properties. Access, probably. This is Rita Ritter. Chances are these are. One, two, three, four. four. There we go. Chances are there's uh, access here. We don't know, though. Mm-hmm. This road's good. We oh, don't know if it has access there.
1: there. It's good.
0: So access, not sure. Probably, though. Accepted offer price, grossly unacceptable. Adjacent, and this is where I, get, I I was lost right when I pulled it up. Where you lost me, I should say, is there's just nothing happening. Joe pointed out there's a house here or some structure.
1: And there's one right there, but...
0: So I'm pretty familiar with this area. Pretty familiar with all of Arizona. And uh, this is... I would probably pay one hundred dollars to two hundred dollars an acre here, and sell it for a thousand. That's what I'm so thinking. So retail for these properties is five grand. So I would pay not a thousand dollars, max a thousand dollars, and then Joe would probably not even let us. Wouldn't she? Would say no.
1: This is a comp that I would price it on one hundred percent, Jason. So we've got twenty acres. So if eighty acres sell for fifty, right? What's twenty acres is a fourth of that. So I'm gonna sell mine for. 18 19 20 that's retail now i gotta buy them for five for half of that thank you very much
0: out of frustration like both things jill and i several many many years ago uh couldn't get the service and couldn't convey our message about what we did with the direct mail to commercial printer Uh, they certainly didn't understand the mail merge process and the the black and white process uh, the lack of color uh you know in the mailers that we were sending out. So we started our own company. And you know, like everything, you don't know how it's gonna happen. But geez, it turns out the vast majority of the people in our business uh were having the same experience with their commercial printer. So that's all we do. Joe and I started offers at number two owners.com, and we you know, we didn't look back from there. We can process your mailer and get it, geez. We prob- process between half a million and a million mailers uh, a month mm-hmm. successfully, very successful. We have a, Our customer retention rates approaches 80%. Yeah,
1: give them a call. It's offers, the number two, owners.com, and you can just say, talk to me. I need to know what's possible, and they'll tell you. They could do you darn near everything. You're like, I don't have access to data. Well, don't worry. We can pull it for you. Yeah. You know, What do you mean you have data tree? Yeah. We can pull the data tree data for you. You don't have to be uh, anything. If you're just like getting new, you're just in this and just getting started and like, I don't know yet how, if I'm all in, you know, they'll they'll do it for you. They'll pull it, they'll scrub it, um, get comps for you and serve it up on a platter for you to, you know, and pop it in the mail. Like I said, dream it up and give them a call.
0: Let's take another question uh, posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community.
1: Okay, so this is from Clay. Clay wrote, this may have already been addressed in past episodes, but I'd love to hear how you go about training someone to uh, take a call slash be an acquisition coordinator. It would be our first hire and it would be helpful, but we would like to hear you, uh, you create a clear and repeatable business process for someone to know what they need to do. So, are they asking to basically hire and train someone to do what I do? Yeah. Ah.
0: And they want um, a clear and repeatable process.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> I put this in here.
1: What's so, why is s- it? Snarkily. Oh. I'm like, well, I have a job. So, I'm sorry, Clay. <laughs> I don't have a job, but um, you know what I mean? But you know what? I've done this. This is
0: like asking if, uh, hey, you guys, can you explain the clear and repeatable process for raising children?
1: (laughs) That's kind of good.
0: With a positive outcome every time.
1: Well, I have a different perspective. (laughs) Let me just say this. You know what, Clay? It starts with the right personality. Yep. First of all, you're going to have to find that person. And trust me, I know this is very 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 hard i had one person one time on our on our staff that didn't work out because i found out they were missing calls on the weekends and their and their answer to me was i don't i don't work on the weekends (laughs) excuse me (laughs) so this environment you have to be available when the calls come in and if you have people that aren't going to do that then guess what you need to do that, or somebody else needs to do that. And if you really can't do it, you can get somebody like Pat Live to do that for you. But people have to take these inbound calls. But you're talking about someone to go and be the acquisition coordinator. So I'm am t- guessing I'm guessing them. How, see how you take this. This is the person. The calls come in, the letters come back. This is the person that goes out now and creates the deal. They call them back. They're going to get all the information. They're gonna use my inbound seller checklist, right? Get all that information down if they haven't already done that. And and come up with a, you know, are you agreed on this number? And, or what is your number? And create that deal. That's a, that is a hard position. And I'm just gonna say again, Clay, it might be you, unless you are mm-hmm. a gruff person. And I've had those people, I've had had those conversations within Land yeah. Academy too. I've had to tell people, very um as politically correctly as i could i didn't i had to say you should not be on your own phones because some people can't and they shouldn't so um whew, and i don't know i mean what do you want to add about this here's the
0: deal i've had uh and it's before jill for years, decades, I had someone in that position, and I never had uh, any success with it unless they were—they had ten plus years as a uh, escrow agent hmm. or an Sales. escrow manager. I never had a, po- a positive hmm. experience with salespeople, and I will tell you this also. And the same is true now. I never had success with anybody in that position. The inbound call taking and the transaction coordinator, sometimes they're the same person if you're real lucky, if they were younger than 40. Mm. It's a tough job and they need to to cut their teeth elsewhere, uh, maybe for like first American title. Those people are historically very underpaid and very undervalued and they have quotas to fill and it's usually um, an uh, it's usually a, a a mother who whose uh, children are out of the house she, they're grown up and they have you know 10 or 15 or 20 or more years of experience closing real estate deals and so they when you interview somebody here's the you whole know, key they should be teaching you about real estate even me they should be sitting down saying oh yeah uh, that's not how we do it this is, I do it this way, and um, we've had a lot of success.
1: I just have to say though, I I hear you, but for every 100 escrow agents that I have worked with, I would maybe hire one.
0: That's, I'm sure that's right.
1: So just because he says that doesn't mean like, oh, I'm just going to go get someone that's left and that's laid off from an escrow company. Mm-mm. Because there are too many escrow people that are over 40 that are such rule followers, nothing will Uh-oh. ever get done.
0: Yeah, so here's the thing, I think you're really, more I look at they're this They're not now. scrappy. This is two separate positions, because the person who should take the call, yeah. and I don't mean Pat live, they're taking the call, collecting the information, but the person who creates the real estate deal, which yeah. is really the value Jill brings, that's a talent. Yep. Yeah. The person who closes a deal, which is the acquisition coordinator, and then resells it, is a completely different talent. True. So unfortunately, you don't want to load yourself up with 10 employees to do one deal. Right. But they're different talents and it's tough. You know, I'm not going to, I will not fib here. Staffing is really, really the largest, uh, True. the largest What we spend the most time.
1: Yeah.
0: And issue that will, it's really interesting because once you find the right people, geez, it, your life is just beautiful. but the path to finding the right people where you really get along it's just like socially once you find the right girl you know your life can be glorious yes it can if you have the wrong girl and like all of us have had (laughs) it's like man it's black and white I hear you you have a great life and then you have a disaster on your hands thank you well, the disaster's usually first, and then the great life. Hey,
1: did a lot of people answer this and they type <laughs> in in there and answer? Do they have some good answers, or was it crickets?
0: I don't remember on this. Because
1: I can see a lot of people in Discord saying, "When you when you figure it out, let me know." I bet that's like a. I'll
0: tell you what the the real answer is, and that what solved it for me forever, so I have a happy life now, is, partnershipping with somebody who who is, uh, you know, takes responsibility for creating a deal and closing it. Mm-hmm. I never could get uh an employee to take full responsibility they were just good at one of those things right you know the first one i'll never forget just was it lied her ass off about everything and then when it came time to the phone started ringing it was a mess it was How everybody else's 20. Oh, like no no like, more than 20. Yeah, more, like 30.
1: yeah okay
0: It was an absolute disaster again
1: that's how long we've been in this business
0: so that was (laughs) my first (laughs) (laughs) that was my first example Uh. of getting smacked in the face by um you know somebody who's telling you one thing right straight to your face about what they're capable of right and this turns out they're not not at all and then you spend all the money on the mail you know joe and i didn't get here overnight Mm -mm. this didn't happen
1: we're not like two a, a years, huge, huge we're not two series, year
0: professionals. Huge series of, fa- of failures like, I played this game with somebody uh, at the bar recently about every car that you've ever owned. These are oh. people who are like 70 years old and boy, I'll tell you what, they could reel them off. I mean, they could, without skipping a beat, and I don't think they sat around and thought about it. They really, and so then I started thinking, all right, well, uh, starting from the beginning, what are the cars that I've owned and yeah. plus or minus five percent accuracy i can reel them off i can too but i'll tell you what i can't do reel off the names of the people that have worked for me because it's a hell of a lot more than cars and a lot more painful to think about
1: well that's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) can we go on to the day's topic and try to pull us back up here
0: today's second topic why focusing on one area to buy and sell land works
1: okay i like this topic this ties back to what we were talking about because we were we were meeting you know as we do and talking about things and 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 jack steven here brought up like what's on your mind right now i said you know what i've really been noticing you know people are, are uh we have some very successful people in our group that are really vocal about we don't like that area I won't mail it and I don't like that area I won't mail it and mm-hmm. I don't know that area and I won't
0: mail it that's us, actually right
1: and then and they're like and they're and they're doing great you know some people seem to think that oh I need to canvass the whole country here if I'm going to make this land thing work I need to get to know every state every single person is going to get an offer from me by the time I die whatever it is no you don't you just need to If you find an area, or more importantly, it seems to find you, you're like, wow, I connect with these people. I understand what's going on. I got a good team, I got brokers I like, I got agents I like, I can hang out here. Yeah, you can.
0: This taps into, um, this is a really important topic. It is for us personally, and I hope uh, you see the, see the, the value in it. This taps into uh, an article that I read two days ago about why the modular housing industry is by and large failing. So when you really look at, just take a huge step back and look at a house being made in a factory. I don't know, 10 models, let's say. Uh, Think of a website, there's 10 models to choose from. Uh, It's gonna cost maybe 30 or 40% of an actual stick built property on a piece of property and choose it, you uh, sell it, buy it and have it installed in the simplest form so like everything palo alto got a hold of this and and uh, the article was about the the um the sea of failed modular housing companies that are based in the palo alto financial backing and it was all because of this one point and this taps into this this uh, situation they were not really into houses they were not really into the process of building the house they were into raising capital starting a website and um selling it to, to people on wall street or whomever and, and but on. not really actually uh their souls weren't into it so jill and i are in two micro markets right now as of 2024 i know uh i can tell you she is rapidly collecting she's just automatic like we never had a conversation about this but I'm i'm more I think about it, she is getting to know everybody in the area, whether it's face-to-face or on the phone. And I am. I can tell you where all the industrial stuff is zoned. This is after about a week of spending maybe two weeks there. Not physically there, but just researching. I can tell you where it's, what's in zoned industrially. I can tell you where every uh, mobile home park is. I know which properties are for sale and which ones aren't and why. Mm-hmm. The expensive areas, the cheap areas, and because we're into it. We are land people, mm-hmm. and so when we focus on one area like this, and then start to contact people, however that might may happen, whether it's uh, offers or uh, justifying pricing in this area, per price per square foot slash price per acre, uh, and then you cross over the river, and this part is a little bit different. That's just we're just built that way, and so focusing on one area for our prop. Uh, our personality types and where we are in our, our um, careers mm-hmm. really, really, really works. We're on the last, uh, career path alumni call. There's a guy in the Southern part of the country who's, who's just now, he's got this, it, he has this in his soul, like many of the career path people do. And he is now asking his employees to, to take a section of where he's really focused in texting. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean robo-texting or auto-texting. I mean, on a cell phone, texting a heartfelt, like, we looked at your property. We know that the north part of it uh, borders the uh, river, for example, and the southern part of this. And we think, you know, we'd love to talk about buying your property. Mm -hmm. And here's why.
1: That's funny. In my office right now, talk about, like, we dig in. When we get interested in something, sometimes not odd everywhere, but there's some areas you're like, "Ooh," and we're gonna dig in. I literally went to Sees Candy yesterday, and I have five one-pound boxes of chocolates to hand out at the county
0: or wherever I need. You to. have five one-pound boxes of I candy. I do. Boy, how much did that cost? I spent
1: $180 at Sees <laughs> yesterday. I'm not kidding. Cause I, well, there was an extra box I bought from my mom, so yeah. When I did, I spent $180 in chocolate, (laughs) (laughs) so I could, so I had some gifts to roll around with because you know what? I might need to grease some wheels. I'm good with that. So I'm going to get to know whoever I need to know. (laughs) Maybe the title company.
0: The absolute diametric opposite of that would happen and we have, we have had, and most recently people in Career Path who take this approach and I'm not advocating one or the other and we've done both uh but with our age and where we are in our careers the second one the the focusing on one one or two or three areas is really seems to be working out for us I know it is Mm -hmm. the opposite of that is uh standing in front of a computer screen looking at a picture of the United States and saying uh by the time I'm done with 2024 I'm going to send out about eight or nine hundred thousand letters and not focus on any one thing. D- deal with the the influx and a massive amount of, of uh, response that you get in buying and selling property, and that's possible.
1: Mm-hmm. Both work is both, what you're trying to say. Work. Both work. Kind of what? What? Who are you? Who
0: are you? That's it. Hmm. Exactly. Well said.
1: That's great. I know who I am. Me too. <laughs>
0: and you know, I used to be the other way, mm-hmm. but now it's. I'd rather really talk to people and. Yep. You know, the second way, here's the deal. The second way, you only have to do a few deals a year to make a few million bucks. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: The first way, you're just gonna take what comes and just become a deal machine, which, and I've I've been a deal machine, and it it works great.
1: That's true. You just better
0: put your helmet on.
1: I think a lot of people don't have the stomach to be a deal machine, that's hard. I agree. Uh Uh-huh.
0: If you wanna make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, get to know everybody in your market, or not the market where you live, but choose a market. Maybe it's a market you aspire to that you, uh, you know, vacationed to, uh, as a kid or something like that. Yeah. Lots Get of good to know everybody to and, there's, them. and it's fun. Yep. It Can be fun. Let's take a look at another one of our favorite acquisitions from our uh, weekly Thursday member mm-hmm. webinar.
1: Hello, I'm very new to Land Academy and diligently following your steps. Awesome. I inadvertently sent lots of offers to buy to zip code 32724 in Volusia County, Florida. I made a $500 per lot offer on two 1.25 acre landlocked off-grid parcels trying to kill the deal. My offer is accepted. However, two of the owners are deceased and the mother and the father of the sole heir. Um, what documents should I get from the sole heir? Oh,
0: if the people on the deed are dead, thus the alive a eh? two
1: of the owners are deceased, the mother and the father of the sole heir. Okay, so I'm assuming she's running around saying I'm I'm in the will, then first check with the county just in case or something. But in a dream world, it was joint tenants with rights of survivorship and there were all three on the deed and we wouldn't be talking about it because then when somebody passes on, it's just automatic, but probably not the case. And there's, I see two names here. Then we're going to probably have to get an attorney involved. And this is where you kind of go to now. Now we're eating into buy for 500 self. What if you're buying for 500 to sell for 2000 and there's a thousand dollars of attorney fees involved. Now you don't want to do the deal based on what we're seeing here too, with the actual property, I would move on.
0: I would move on also. Uh, The real question is when you die and you leave, uh, if Jill and I own property together as joint tenants and we both die, just because we have our our kids are not going to get the property. There's a a ton of stuff that has to happen from a legal standpoint for the property, even if there is a will and all that. The kids need to be. Uh, it needs to be in a trust or uh, joint tenants with the kids or all, there's all kinds of ways to do it. It's very, very common to see heirs to property, even really valuable property. And, and it's nobody in the can touch dead it parents name
1: because the probate's too expensive and it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, get the answers that you need. And I would get the answers that I need. And I'm going to stare at a piece of paper and go, all right, now I know now I have the story. Even if I bought it for 500, what if I could even sell it for this much price? This is how much time it's going to take, how much work it's going to take. And you might go, I suspect you're going to go not doing it and, and open the next one. That's why you're here. We'll help you. This is good.
0: Jill, you have something inspirational to share after I totally took over this episode.
1: No, I love it. You know, my, my thing is, who are you? I love that now. <laughs> who are you? Are you the, I'm going to blast the whole state person? Cause we have those in Land Academy. Or are you like us? Like. Oh, I'm gonna dig in and get to know everybody in this county. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna make friends and I'm gonna shake hands and I'm gonna hand out chocolate. I know who I am. I'm the latter. He, you've done both. You've done it all. I came into, you know, the tail end of the you you coming back you coming up for air from blasting and back then it was a whole different whole mm-hmm. different beast yeah. you know you were the only one blasting people are like what's this in the mail someone right. wants to buy me land you could do that wow this is great so um now now it's it's the it's changing a little bit but it's kind of really it's really just who you are because both make money you can survive and do very well on both. I personally like to get to know people, cause then, mm-hmm. cause for me, it 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 builds on itself. Um, I have people that I bought property from, and then I get other people. You know what? My sister owns this, and my brother owns that. Wow, how great is that? So you can you can grow your business that way, which is awesome, and. And then you talk about, you know, real inside information. I didn't even have to send a mail or out. Right. And then I got deals come to me. So I've had, I've had, uh, times it's so for me, it's about getting to know these people and using the relationships to get deals. I have had for years have, ha- uh, made friends with land brokers in many states. And because they've done deals for me or I've just had conversations with them you know like hey I'm doing some recon in your area can you tell me what's going on and you know not even long calls and we have a nice relationship and now we're we're kind of like we're kind of like phone buddies right next thing you know I'll have these guys calling me to sell me property like hey this guy this came in um, I think this is totally what you do you want this property I'm like and I'll tell them like hold on a moment why are you selling this property too small not my thing you it's yours and they'll start and those guys will even give me property so know who you are and 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 uh, and run with it who are i who are you by the way which way cuz you've done both mm-hmm. if you don't mind my asking before i ask your question which way do you lean
0: well it used to be that most i would comfortable? i would blanket well, I would usually look at it by. This is back in the day. I would look in the uh, and I, and when I say back in the day, I was still trying to figure everything out. And we haven't come to some magical point. Like 2025 will be different than 2024. I can guarantee it how we do things. True. But where we are now, it's it's more. We take more of a personal approach because Jill can spearhead that really effectively, and then I'll back it up with data. But in the beginning, it was more. It was all data first, and then we would react to what comes back in and uh and create real estate deals so they both work uh if i had to go back like i don't know 25 years i wouldn't change anything i think starting i used to use massive mailers on a state-by-state basis and then invariably and this still happens one or two or three sections of the state will uh shine Mm -hmm. we get a bunch of real estate a bunch of deals back you sell them quick you find a real estate agent that works so that that path kind of paves itself this way, uh, we're a little bit older, and, and I think we can talk the talk, both of us. And we're like a couple, and we—it's—it's it's, it's, there's a, a personality in person personality scenario that goes on that we that seems to work for us. Mm-hmm. So I prefer both. Oh. you know, I think, and I think when you here's a huge benefit to doing it with in person and locally. You can transfer product types very quickly. So if you want to buy houses or mobile homes or even uh, light like commercial real estate mm-hmm. and you're but you're still buying and selling land in the background the whole time, it transitions transitions itself really well to that. It's not often that somebody has a bunch of land that says they say, you know, and I have this development opportunity because I own these, these properties over here and it's half built and I'm retiring, and those opportunities kind of present themselves. I've historically said, stay out of that, and I still think that. If you're in the land business, you just stay, but we're older and and it's just a different situation.
1: Why do you keep using age? Can we well, just you know experienced? Why? Just kidding. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm joking. I know. I I'm just I think teasing. think
0: being older is positive. I don't think there's anything negative yeah,
1: about it. Yeah, men say that. <laughs> How about this? Would you have something that you would like to share? No, I think that's about it.
0: But the okay. last two weeks here, we've been... You know, yeah, actually, I do have to say this.
1: Okay.
0: It's the end of January. I hope you have some version of a mailer schedule in place. I hope you've sent out mail already in January and you're, and you're prepping for February. I hope you have your pipeline where you want it. You should have some stuff uh, in the pipeline. Whether they're good or bad deals, you should be reviewing deals. And so, And more than anything, I hope you have your calendar done. For the rest of the year, about how many mails are going to be sent out? What your goals are for the end for February now?
1: Equity planner.
0: And uh, and you're on track to to hitting making however much money you want. If not, do it. Now's not the time to uh, cut yourself down. Now's the time to say, January, I didn't do what I was supposed to do in January, so I'm going to make up for it in February and March, and and have a great Q1. Don't beat yourself up.
1: There you go. I'm gonna add one more thing, by the way. By the time this releases, Career Path is open and Career Path hasn't started. Career Path starts on February 14th. So um, it's Career Path number nine. I'm only doing, we are only doing two this year, one in the spring and one in the fall. Oh, that's good. It goes from February 14th to April 3rd on Wednesdays. What's Career Path? Career (laughs) Path is an eight week intense thing led by us. Every week we spend like four to five hours together to really take your business to the highest level it can possibly be. Do you have to be a seasoned investor to come into the career path? No, it helps. You do not though, if you have Owned a business, yeah, you know, and you have some other life experience. You're like, I know how to start and run things. I just now want to do it. Do it as land. Then, then career path is for you also. So, um, check it out. Uh, Check it. Go on. Go on. Land Academy. Find career path. Just schedule a call. Send a note to my team support at landacademy.com if you're interested, and uh, we'll have a conversation with you. See if you're a good fit. I only take twenty. I, I limit it to 20 people, um, and and it's amazing. We have several people that have come back and from career path one, two, and three and later, and then come back like, you guys got me to this level, now I wanna take it to this level. Um, and we're happy to help, and I'm excited about it too. So it hasn't started yet, so check it out. And join us next Wednesday for another
0: interesting episode. You are not alone. In your real estate ambition, we, we are Jack, Jack and in Jill. Information and we hope you find our content valuable, valuable, and we property. appreciate
1: your.